everybody. My name is Joel Jepitana. I'm the Influencer Marketing Manager at Clarity. And today we're talking to Noah Moshe. Um, and uh, we'll be talking about the Teltonica devices and some research that Team 82 has done. So, uh, sure. Noam, so tell us a little bit about the uh, specific Teltonica devices and how they're used and, uh, and where. Okay, so basically we've conducted research on Teltonica, which is a network manufacturer, and more specifically about their 4G routers. Now, I think 4G routers are pretty cool personally because we see them in a lot of critical spaces in the industry. Usually, like in the recent, like in the past, more and more things need to be connected, we need to be internet connected. Uh, and because everything needs to be internet connected, we need to somehow connect it. But what happens when you have a thousand remote sites or hundreds of remote sites? It's not so easy to connect each and every one of them with your controversial ISP and like internet connection. And that's why we see more and more 4G routers because it allows us to connect the router to an internal network. And now using 4G, this router acts like a gateway connecting our network to the internet. And because this, we see thousands of internet facing, internet connected 4G routers. And we thought to ourselves, what cool attack vectors can we find and how we can exploit them and what could it lead to? Uh, so that's basically just like the, the leading things to our research. So it's not just the routers you research, but you also, but you guys also research the, uh, the cloud-based remote management system. Yeah, exactly. So because you, you see when we conduct a research on a platform, on a device, on like an ID of sorts, we try and think what are the possible attack vectors that could be uh, exploited by attackers on this specific device. Uh, and to do this, we analyze the device, what it does, what it listens to, what services it performs, what actions, uh, and how it could be managed. Cool. Now, Teltonica offers a cloud management platform, a cloud management platforms that you can connect your devices to and then control them in one specific, one like centralized space, allowing you to control all of your devices remotely through the cloud without needing to physically connect to them. And, and because of this, it gives it a leverage over the device and it's a pretty cool attack vector. How common is it for an organization to manage routers like this centrally from the cloud? Well, you see, the use case here is tens, hundreds, even thousands of devices because you need to connect every remote site you have to the internet, meaning you need to have a 4G router for each and every unique site. And by definition, these sites are remote, meaning you need to, they're not connected to each other physically, but only through the internet. And now imagine if you are an IT, man, an IT manager or sysadmin, and now you have a problem on one site, you need to go there, you need to drive, it could be in a different state, a different country altogether, and now you need to perform maintenance on it. That's not possible unless you have one centralized method of controlling your devices. So we see these management solutions, could be a network management solution, an MS, uh, used widely in the industry because otherwise it's just not like that's not part of the operation you cannot perform maintenance with only physical access to the device it's too hard too inconvenient not really practical what's your uh, I, I guess what would you say is your general sense about the security of these types of routers and in general and beyond just teltonica uh like how big of a security problem are these 4g 
IIoT routers. So I think while IT, uh, like con con conventional IT, like went lift and bounds in security mechanisms, the IoT and IIoT and of course OT world didn't follow through. I mean, while we do see like movements toward better security and better securing your devices and better code, uh behaviors uh, it is not the same meaning i don't have the same visibility over my iot network i don't have the same risk management and i don't have the same patches maybe uh, and while we do see it starting in the last few years i think this field this iot iot and ot field is a little bit behind uh, however, it is not like the IT used to be in like the late 90s and early 2000s. It's not completely broken. Uh, we do see more and more vendors uh, doing vulnerability, like doing uh, patching and offering vulnerability uh, fixes and mitigations. Uh, and we do see this field advancing, uh, but it is still hard for like your consumer, your actually the organization that owns those devices to know exactly what they have, what versions, etc. Uh, right. So this field is a little bit behind. <laughs> well, let's talk about the, the research a little bit more. So uh, Team 82, you guys uncovered eight vulnerabilities. A lot of them were pretty severe. Like what was the, the ease of, of exploitation against these vulnerabilities and what would an attack look like? So you see in modern exploitation, it's not usually you don't find like a one and go type of vulnerability meaning you don't find a vulnerability just simply allows you to take over devices in like like one vulnerability usually when we're talking about modern exploitation we're talking about chains meaning i need to have one vulnerability that give me this primitive for example a file write a file read a device access and then i need to chain it together with other multiple vulnerabilities in order to achieve like a full exploitation chain uh, and I think this shows like the strength of products when you don't have this one vulnerability that completely breaks the product. Instead, you need to like chain multiple vulnerabilities and like leverage different primitives together. Uh, and in our research, in the Teltonical research, we actually constructed three different chains, three different attack vectors, each with different like uh, requirements, different attack approach, etc. And we chain these eight vulnerabilities together in order to take over devices in three different, like completely different ways. And I think that I believe we found and we uncovered pretty cool vulnerabilities that could affect like thousands of companies, vendors, etc. And we had like the, the, the pleasure of Teutonica in order to fix them. And all to make sure that no attacker can exploit these vulnerabilities. Is it difficult to attack these kind of things? Like, what type of a attacker would go after you know this kind of device? Would it be like, like a criminal or state sponsored something like that? So this kind of attack gives you could give you access uh, to the internal network that that Antonica acts as a gateway to, allowing you to both sniff it. For example, if we are talking about like. Uh, a point of sale, like a, a purchasing machine that like uh, bills you. It could allow me to sniff and steal sensitive information. Uh, and of course, it could allow me to leverage my way into the internal network. Uh, usually these kind of attacks are a little bit more sophisticated, meaning it can't be your like run of the mill script kitty. Uh, it should be like a little bit more uh, 
sophisticated and uh, sophisticated attackers. And, and of course, like because our vulnerabilities could affect like all connected Teltonica routers and they're used by like thousands and thousands of companies, uh, it could be used to launch like a, a, an attack at scale, meaning not mm. also pinpoint like specific attackers, but also attacking at scale, allowing you to like take over thousands and thousands of companies. I did see that like one of them was a 10.0 uh, yeah. improper for a, improper authentication. Uh, what goes into that kind of design decision to use available information like the MAC address and serial number from the label to authenticate the device and add it to the cloud? Yeah, yes. So one of the vulnerabilities we discovered is that Teltonica used a weak identification as an authentication mechanism, meaning if I need to authenticate it as a device or if I want to claim my device, I only need to know the device MAC address and serial number. That's it. Now, wow. this is not an issue that we've only seen at Teltonica. It is actually a quite widespread issue, meaning a lot of different companies use this weak identification as an authentication method for devices. And when we're talking about MAC addresses, uh, it is only like, because we have like six bytes altogether, uh, it is only the vendor part is hard-coded. Uh, we are limited to so little options and it is very very easy for attackers to simply brute force this uh, identification and that way be able to impersonate the device and once again this uh, issue of weak identification weak authentication is widespread and we've seen it many times uh, and companies should use better more random longer uh, identification uh, credentials basically because in here they use the mac address and serial number as the device credentials mm. uh, and of course we could also gain it and exfiltrate it in different manners for example we can use snmp to simply query the device hey what is your mac address what is your serial number and that way we can simply impersonate it uh, and Teltonica implemented like a more cryptographically secure device authentication in order to block this uh, vulnerability of device impersonation and device stealing. What do you think the presence of like these types of vulnerabilities says about security and development of these types of routers? I, I think it's a cat and mouse game because there will always be vulnerabilities. Like sadly, there are almost no programs and no platforms that they don't have vulnerabilities. And if someone will put in the time and put in the effort and money, of course, and uh, they could be able to exploit devices. Uh, however, I think what company what companies need to do is simply uh, work with security researchers like out there, uh, fix their vulnerabilities and better improve their the security designs. Uh, and that way, while there could be still vulnerabilities, it will not be practi practical to look for them. It will be too costly. It will be not worth it for like almost anyone. Uh, and that way you can secure your better security platform. Also, another critical thing that you could do is simply reduce exposure, meaning if a service should not be network accessible, should not be internet facing, it should not do it. And while it is sometimes very hard to get the right visibility and to know, hey, what are my devices? What versions are them? What are, why do they expose? What services, uh, interfaces, etc. 
uh, that's what companies should do in order to mitigate the risk here. So there's a new blog uh, for Teltonica for these devices. It's on it's on the site, clarity.com slash team82. You can find it there. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the blog because there's three tech vectors that were described in it. Uh, targeting internet exposed devices, there's cloud account takeover and vulnerabilities in the cloud infrastructure itself. Could you go through each of these on a, like a little bit of a higher level for our viewers? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So basically, uh, like I said before, we try and analyze what attack vectors could be possible in this specific platform. And in Teltonica case, we looked at how can an attacker attack a device? And we've reached these three attack vectors that could allow attackers to take over the devices. Now, the first one we've noticed is, of course, uh, basically having access to the device, meaning when we are used like a scanning uh, search engine and an internet sensor search engine like Sensei's Showdown, etc. We've noticed that they have there are thousands of devices, thousands of Teltonica specific devices that are internet facing, meaning I from the internet can access them, access their management port, their SSH port, their web server, and I can interact with them. Meaning if we identify a vulnerability in said web server, for example, we can somehow attack the device, take control over it and use it in order to leverage our way into the internal network. And that's exactly the first attack vector. How could we identify vulnerabilities in the web server that could allow us to take over devices? And in the end, I think we found, if I remember correctly, two different uh, RC vulnerabilities that could allow attackers uh, to take over uh, a device. And we use the cloud infrastructure uh, in combination to this vulnerability in order to steal actually the authentication tokens to these devices uh, by impersonating the device. And that way, when we have the authentication, uh, the authentication credentials to the device, we can simply access it and invoke our exploit, invoke our vulnerability, and gain control over the device and achieve remote code execution. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So the good news is that all these vulnerabilities were fixed. Uh, can you just tell us the last question, I guess, uh, tell, tell us about the disclosure process and uh, working with Teltonica. Sure. So uh, we worked uh, with Teltonica. We basically we do a responsible disclosure, meaning we try and improve the security of the platform. Uh, and to do so, we research it, find vulnerabilities, and report them to the vendor. That's our goal. That's our like uh, that. That's our mentality to work with the vendor in order to improve their platform. So we did, we've conducted our research in uh, with Tutorial, of course, which is also uh, a very strong research group. Uh, and we contacted Teltonica and told them about our vulnerabilities, gave them like our POCs, everything. Uh, and we worked with them uh, to fix all vulnerabilities. I mean, we, uh, we made sure that everything was fixed, uh, that they like, prepared proper mitigation to the vulnerabilities. And now the vulnerabilities we've like uh, disclosed to them are fixed. And uh, the main goal here is to improve the security of the platform and make sure that all the vendors that use Teltonica uh, as their internet gateway are more protected now. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks for uh, telling us more about the, uh, you know, the research that Team82 does. 
you guys are killing it as always. So I want to thank you for uh, hopping on on this live stream. I want to thank all the listeners and viewers for uh, being patient with our technical difficulties in the beginning. Uh, any last words, Noam? No, thank you. It was very fun, and I enjoyed talking to you. And feel free to, like, for all the viewers out there, feel free to contact me uh, or the blog and, like, read more about it. Yep. Clarity.com slash Team82.